Today on Voices, the focus is the courage to author your story. And to contribute to this topic is Olisa McKenzie, the author of Bloom by Roslano. She's going to give you some information about the book as well as information about what she did to create the book. So let's go. Welcome to the podcast today on Voices. Uh, we have the, uh, uh, the author of a fantastic book called Bloom. Uh, her name is Olisa. And I'm going to uh, thank her first for being on, on the show. But then I'm going to let her introduce herself. And then we're going to go deeper into the book. So you can go ahead. Hi, my name is Olisa. But my pseudonym or the pen name, which you probably will find out, is Rosalano. And I'm going to be talking about my first novel. This is my baby, um, Bloom. It is a first of four books in the Garden series. So I will be talking about that and talking about things that make me happy as well as things that come about being happy or, in this case, mysterious in this book as well. Awesome. Now, uh, the first obvious question is, is why, why did you use the pen name Rosalano? Um, I use Rosalano um, because um, it had like an Italian flair to it. Um, I grew up watching a lot of Italian mob movies. Um, my mom's first name is Italian. Um, everybody in my family has very um, heavy names, names with meaning. And Rosalano comes from my middle name, Rose. Um, Hannah from my almost Hebrew name that I almost received at birth. And then O and L from my first government name, first initial from my government name. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's beautiful. And it's very creative. And it actually speaks to the creativity that's inside the book. So uh, from the, the first premise that I kind of got from the book as I read it was you had a big focus on a group of friends. So like how important uh, uh, was that focus on a group of friends and how important are friends to you to make you kind of use that as sort of a jumping off point for the book? Um, I've always been a person that I have always been a loner. Um, but I always had like a close knit circle of friends. Um, I never really had like a really big, you know, 16, 17 deep commission type, you know what I'm saying? Like gang or squad, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I never had that. So I put the focus in the book for that because um, I wanted, you know, the characters to be more realistic. And I wanted each character to showcase who they were in different, you know, scenarios. Um, also, I, I wanted to give the closeness of friendship because in the book, as you read before, um, there's a lot of plateaus in the novel where each friend goes through something. And a lot of times in friendship, you are tested because you are a true friend or not if you, you know, have your friends back or you do something that's very outrageous, but you would do it for that one person or those people. So I put the emphasis in the book because I wanted to show, you know, who's real, who's fake, who's there, who's not. Who's saying they're a friend, but they got, you know, ties or loyalties to somebody else. That's awesome. So with that, because I just wanted to give a premise of kind of like the scope of what people were looking at. If you could give the shortest of sort of previews of what would happen when someone is looking at, at Amazon and they're looking to put this and add this to their Kindle. I'm looking at Bloom by Roslano. What, what am I about to read? You're about to read an abstract color of stream of consciousness. That's, that's, 
and it's beautiful because like I want to tell so much but <laughs> but it, it's it, I'm excited that no one told me anything in advance so I could be excited and like flow along with the story so uh a couple of things that kind of stood out to me in the book that uh I, I, if you can give like sort of uh, answers to it, but obviously not give everything away. One thing that I saw that stood out is you, you really made sure people were aware of the timeline. Like you, you had the date and the time throughout the book. What, what was the significance of doing that? Um, one, those dates uh, came from my journals that I wrote a long time ago. Uh, 2008 is when, I, when the book kind of was taking the setting second place. And the setting is in Southern Florida, which is one of my favorite places to vacation. And one of the things that I wanted um, everybody that was reading my book to know is that, you know, those were significant dates and times that I, you know, had something to go through, especially for like weekends and holidays when, you know, you got that three, four day weekend. Well, you know, something always be popping off um, for people. So um, I chose those dates and I wanted to create a timeline like that because I wanted people to see it, see it visually or have that imagery in real time. Um, also, you know, we live in a world where there's a lot of social media and, you know, everything is documented. Everything has a time. Everything has a limit. And I wanted people to, you know, kind of go through like a, you know, like a, take five or take one kind of like going through behind the scenes is that they were actually look like looking at the book as if it was in front of them, like the scenes were going in front of them. So I did that to create, um, you know, a visual, you know, a visual component. So that way it wouldn't be boring, you know, as millennials as we are, or, you know, we're the generation before millennials. I don't even know what all the, the <laughs> I don't even know. It's generation X, Z, Y, 360. I don't care. But like right. a lot of the generations that come after our generation don't read. So to keep it quick and to keep it concise and, and you know, and succinct, I did that. So that way, anybody that's in the category of, you know, 18 to 25 or possibly 30 or, or higher could still get, you know, some type of some some things of the book where they wouldn't get bored reading it, but they could actually follow along and, you know, be able to see it, you know, with the imagery part. That's awesome. And now, so the, the next question I actually was going to have, and you kind of uh, uh, expanded on it. And so I'm going to ask a follow up question with that as my question was going to be, well, why in Miami? And then you, you, you mentioned sort of that as it being your favorite place. So uh, another question I had was uh, you had poetry and dance in your story. So was Miami an inspiration to connect the poetry and the dance? Um, Miami, I, I chose a uh, very uh, humid and hot climate because, you know, in Miami, it's like the southern, uh, you know, Las Vegas, anything that goes in Miami stays in Miami. So right. I chose that because, you know, every time I go down there, it's always something popping. It's something that was always happening. Um, poetry, I've always loved poetry. Um, like I told you before or I told you way back, um, I've had journals where I've written poetry. So I wanted to incorporate that. And I, I think like that on a daily basis. Like, I would always think about, like, you know, if Shakespeare was still living, you know, how would he, would he talk to people in terms of, like, trying to express a given thought? And I thought po poetry would be the best because it's short and it gives so much meaning and it's abstract. So it's not always, you know, black and white. It can be in the gray. It can be in the red. It can be in the blue. So I did the poetry to kind of get the abstract feel. And the dance is because that's one of my, my favorite loves of all time. Um, I did dance in college. I did dance as a toddler. Um, I took classes, you know, and I taught classes, you know, in D.C. And I, I love that. And I wanted to put that in there because dance is very dramatic. 
and I wanted the book to have a dramatic feel. So to have an element of art that is dramatic anyway, I thought that would be a good, you know, climax to what you would read. That's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned something about teaching. Now, the interesting part is, and uh, we'll, we'll come to this at a different part, but uh, you mentioned you being, you, you taught things. So it's interesting because what I saw, there was a great deal of science influence in, in, in the book. And I was like, that's really cool how she used science in there. And it was easy to follow science. So what was the inspiration for including science uh, in the book? Um, I've always been a sci-fi head. Um, and also, too, uh, science is the, is the course that I, I could never take a certification for at all. Because science <laughs> got so many definitions and so much, like, formulas. And even though math's got formulas, which, by the way, I'm a math major. You know what I'm saying? Science, you can do so much with it, and you can, like, manipulate it, and you can get a hypothesis or a conclusion with it. And sometimes the conclusion you know, may not be the best one and you have to go back and redo, you know, like the, the experiment. And I wanted to do it because do the sci-fi or do the science related in the book because this is an experiment of the, of the friend's relationship. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together something, you know, I want to figure out the cause or I present a cause. I want something to happen. What's the effect? Can I test out the hypothesis? Am I really going to be the friend after the conclusion comes out or am I going to have to test it all over again? And I kind of wanted to put a spin on that because that's what life is. Life is about hypotheses and trials and errors. And I wanted to keep that consistent through the novel. That's, and that's, that's beautiful. And you talked about, you know, you writing in, in the past. So my question is, when did you actually first start writing? Not like, obviously you said this is your first book book, but when, when did you first start writing? You mean period or the book? No, no, just period. Just period as just writing, as an expression. I started writing, um, gosh. Well, mama, uh, probably starting around eight years old, um, anytime we went on vacation, she would make me write a paragraph about what I experienced um, because I was in AG classes growing up and she wanted to keep my writing skills fluent because there was a time where I was very, very horrible in reading comprehension. I would read, but I would read for, for enjoyment instead of comprehension. So I think by eight years old is when I started. Um, after I started at eight years old, around 14, you know, the teenage years is when I started, you know, coming through with the teenage angst. So I got a journal and I started writing my feelings. And by the time I got in college, all of those, those feelings transfer, transferred into the book that you, that you read. Oh, that's awesome. And the, the thing is, you also mentioned that you uh, were a math major. And so just for the people to know, you are an, also a math teacher. That's correct, yes. right? So because you used uh, you're a math teacher and you had a s sort of in science infusion. Uh, my next question is, because since you started so young, what was your process for creating the book? Um, that was a very dark period of time where I could not talk to anybody about how I was feeling. Um, and this started around 2008 when I, you know, after, a year after I got out of college. And there was a time where I wanted to express how I felt about certain things like relationships. Uh, you know, I wanted to move, you know, I'm not a... I'm not technically a native North get into, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, with those feelings. So with that being said, um, I wanted to, you know, put this in the book and I wanted to get this out because a lot of the feelings that I had after that dark period, you know, I wanted to make it, make it well known, but just make it to a point where, you know, people could understand it. You don't, the people who are the underdogs, the people who, you know, don't have a voice, the people who may have a disability or some type of, you know, 
handicap that they think they have. And I wanted to represent that. So with that being said, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I decided to write the book in the way that I wanted to. Um, just because I always had a heavy hand for writing, but I wanted to express it in a way that, you know, if anybody read it, you know, I could be that vessel. I could be the person to actually help them out in the times of need. Cause I've, I've been there. I've been in a dark period. You know what I'm saying? I've been in a dark times. So, so it, it sounds like you're saying the, that the book process all in itself was sort of self-therapy. Would you, would, would you agree with that? Um, it was um, because those thoughts and those feelings I had not put on paper, not, not like publishing wise, but in a, you know, book format. No, you know, I had never expressed that, you know, that, the book that you read is like two journals worth of private feelings that I've had, but I just made it an exaggeration. Cause you know, I don't want nobody, everybody in my business. But I, <laughs> but I, I made it so that way it was like, yeah, I, I can get through this. I got through this, and I can move forward from this. I, I, I understand. So, 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 with that being said, what, what, what makes the, what's the premise of the book? Is it try, trying to be some therapy for people? Is it trying to be sci-fi? What, what's your premise? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, it, 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 it gives the sci-fi version of, you know, what would happen if you have friends and they're performing an experiment, um, a theatrical experiment. And, and if they also too, um, how to deal with if you have a disability and a disability may not even be a learning disability. The disability may be, um, you know, you don't know how to communicate or you're shy, or you have a flaw, but you don't want nobody to know. These are things that are not disabilities. Uh, so I wanted to uh, convey that because anybody that has those things can read this book and feel calm, like, hey, it's cool to be different. It's cool to be a nonconformist. It's cool to be the person that's the bookworm. So um, it's kind of therapeutic, but it's also, you know, meant to, you know, stretch the imagination a little bit. So would you say this, that this and using the characters, which we're, we're going to talk about in a minute, what, what, using the characters is kind of trying to bring to light different sort of aspects of mental awareness that you should maybe check for in your friends? Would you feel like that's kind of a direction you're going um, It was a little bit because um, uh, I, I don't want to give too much information, but one of the characters is different from everybody else. And it seems like, you know, he, he's a, like, he creeps a lot. So it's like, wow, like, what is he actually doing? So I want to kind of create that feel as to, okay, something's not typically right. So we need to follow up on this person and we need to make sure this person's okay. Because I feel like in today's society um, that we don't always check on people that we love and care about because we're so busy wrapped up in our lives that we don't remember that time is short. And that's one of the reasons why at the end of the book, as you were <laughs> almost cursing me out about, it just stops because... <laughs> You don't know what happened. <laughs> and that's what happens sometimes right. in life. Like everything be going so fast and all of a sudden, boom, you're, you're hit with like a cliffhanger and then it just goes to black. So you don't even know what's going to happen next. And so that's the kind of the way I wanted the book to kind of flow. Well, that, you know, that's awesome. And so, uh, so, so first, just talking about the friends in general, it's a mixed group of friends. So it's males and females. And uh, so... Uh, would you say that the female characters were based on 
your, maybe yourself or people you know who who were they based? Um, on? the main character that is the dancer in the um, book is based upon myself. I always wanted to dance, uh, you know, or teach dance, but I was very I was put down the first time. I actually wanted to put that down as my major uh, because it wasn't gonna pay me no money. Um, but <laughs> but uh, and the other characters were, you know, facets of people that I've met, you know, in my short period of lifespan on this earth. And I wanted to kind of create those characters and say, hmm, I know somebody that acts like that. Or I know somebody that, you know, could be like that. And, and that way it will be easy to follow along or say I can relate. Because, you know, when you read something, sometimes you want to be able to relate to it. That's the only reason. That's the only way you can pick up a book is you want to relate to it. It looks interesting and you want to find out more. And that's why I created the characters like that. So I, I chose the, the main character as myself. I kind of just twisted a little bit of information because, you know, I got to keep my privacy as it is. <laughs> but the others were, were facets of people that I've, I've come across and p- things that I've always wanted in a friend or things that I did not want to be in my circle. And, and it's interesting because, as, as I said before, it was a mixed group. And I could understand sort of there's a greater ease in create as a female creating a female character. But my question now is because at reading and you have male characters and as a male, I kind of looked at your characters and I'm like, I could see a dude like that. So what was your process for creating a male character being a female? Um, male ca- males in general have female tendencies. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Okay. You you have you you no, were raised by a woman. You know what I'm saying? And, and a man. Yes. But you were raised by a woman. You know, you came from a woman. So the sensitivity, the vulnerability, um, you know, the, the you know, the apathy, the empathy, the sympathy, all of that, your mom had some things that taught you. So I or taught you about those. So I wanted to make sure that. There was a man that was the strong one. There was a man in the book that was the, we don't know where the hell he's coming from. We need to watch out for. There was the playboy. These are all things that a man can do. And I wanted to also show the softer side because a lot of times men are taught not to be soft. And I wanted to make sure that in this book, it was a soft novel, but it was also hard too. It was edgy. So I wanted to make sure that even if you would switch both roles and both genders, both genders could still act like the other gender and still keep their character. That's fair enough. I, I could understand. I could I can see what you're saying now, just kind of looking at the characters and saying, okay, I, I got that. That 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 makes sense. So um I, I'm I'm gonna talk about uh one specific character right now, Mercedes. <laughs> so <laughs> Mercedes was 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 an interesting character throughout the story. And it was interesting because I, I won't talk about like her dealings with anyone, but Mercedes, it, was it your goal to make her stand out the way she stood yes. out? Yes. Um, I wanted to create somebody with a loophole because um, I, I, in my life, um, I have dealt with uh, sexual abuse and sexual um, harassment and um, by males and females. And I wanted to showcase that because a lot of times, especially with mental health and self-care, we do not talk about, um, especially in certain communities, we do not talk about sexual abuse or, or, or anything. Yet we follow those people that glorify it, but we don't talk about it. And I wanted to bring that to light because I have been a, I was a victim of that from early age, from six to 10. 
And then some things, six to 10 years old, I was a, a victim of that. And also in high school a little bit. So I wanted to bring that to light because um, you always got that one person that's, 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 that's seen the darkness and the light. And I wanted to right. bring that to her also because she was, she was spicy. You never know what she was going to do. So that's why, <laughs> yes, that's why I is. wanted to do that. It's just to kind of bring, oh, somebody's different, but they doing stuff that possibly go either way. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to bring that character to life that way. Because I don't think we talk about people that, you know, do crazy stuff, but then we still glorify them. And I think in the novel, I tried to make her as glorified as possible because she had a lot of weight in the novel. Um, the, the main character did, but she had a lot of weight because I don't want to give too much in detail, but the novel focuses around her family. So I want right. to make sure that, yeah, if you're going to be that B-I-T-C-H, you're going to have to be that B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> it's funny because I kind of thought about her because uh, there's a mention where she was a cheerleader in her past. And I kind of thought about um, Gabrielle Union <laughs> and... Uh, I forget the name. I think it's yeah, Bring It On bring or something like on. that is the name yeah. of the movie. And she, but she, she, she went further than yeah. Gabrielle Union. And, and I was like, wow, you know, like she wanted to be the center of attention. And is that why you made put cheerleader? Well, in I don't know if I ever told you, uh, but I'm, I'm an ex cheerleader. I was a cheerleader in high school and in middle school. And cheerleaders have always gotten stereotypes, like. We either the hoes of the school or we either the most popular of the school. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm saying like the cheerleaders are either yes. the hoes or they're either like the, the, the top dog, like the girls you can't get because they're like the most popular. So I wanted to do, I wanted to bring that about because a lot of times cheerleaders don't get a lot of respect. The ones that are really good, like the ones that are clean or that are about their sport because cheerleading is a sport. I believe that. Uh, yes. a, lot, a lot of people yeah, don't, yeah, it is. but if you look at the sports <laughs> channels, they have competitions every year. But anyway, back to the novel. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to bring that to the novel because, like I said, cheerleading, it, 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 it can go left or it can go right. And depending upon how you viewed, you know, sports at your school could depend upon, you know, how much weight that person carried because cheerleaders are motivators of the school. You look up to the cheerleaders, the football players, the athletes, because they wear the name of the school. So I figured, hey, look, if I put that title on the, on the chick, then it would make a whole lot of sense that whatever she told anybody to do, it would happen. I can understand that. That makes total sense. And, and so it actually leads me to sort of uh, style. So uh, just and I just wanted to mention that one character because that's the one that really I mean, no one will miss her. So it's not like you. You, you, I'm taking away from that. You're going to totally see Mercedes in the book. And so for, as far as style, what would you consider your style as an author? Because th this is your first one and it, it, you're writing a series. Would you venture to write different types of book or but what, what would you consider your style? Um, my style is abstract with a stream of consciousness and it's more movie. It's more Quint It's got a Quentin Tarantino feel with the Ernest Hemingway, if you want to put it. So I'm the, I'm the Quentin Tarantino oh. of writing like it's got a lot of loopholes and a lot of stuff that you don't know why in the heck it's happening but it is and it's very exaggerated but then it's very beautiful it's very soft it's very guarded protected like Ernest Hemingway because Ernest Hemingway's writing was very guarded and protected but it was beautiful like 
it was very yes. soft and very calm and soothing. But it was like, I don't want to go too far, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you an apple. I'm going to let you bite it, but you're not going to get to the core of it. And that's what I wanted to kind of go about with and came to my writing. So I believe I'm more exaggerated, very exaggerated, very in your face. But I'm also very soft and very guarded and very um, calming when it comes to my writing. Okay. And so with that, uh, you kind of gave a little bit of insight, but to be specific, what types of books and media do you like to consume or read? Man. So I like everything from sci-fi to series novels. I've done the Twilight books. I've done um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Favorite, favorite series of that because it go the, the climax and the premise of those books and those series it just is phenomenal and it's just sad that that author was not able to live to see his work but it's beautiful um i love um you know the alchemist i like things that make you think so i do self-motivation books i love stephen king because stephen king always be giving you some crazy bs but then he can bring it back serious but then he does something horror so you never know what to expect from him so i love that and then, um, believe it or not, I love African-American novels um, because, you know, in our culture, uh, we can get gritty or we can get like today's mainstream, you know, type of topics when it comes to our community. So I, I love those and I read those. And then, um, believe it or not, I started reading erotica uh, when, I was, <laughs> when really? I was 14. So I am an avid fan of Zane. And the people that write about, you know, how to get it on, what's popping, what's good, you know, how to flip it, twist it, lick it, all that stuff. I got into at 14 um, because um, I appreciate, you know, the body and I appreciate, you know, sexual desire. And, hey, when I was younger, you know, I hadn't gone over the plateau of being, you know, a virgin, you know, not a virgin or whatever, but I could read about it. So I collected a lot of those erotica novels um, because I wanted to see, you know, if I can't get, get myself self-gratitude, then I can read it in a book. So I read, yeah. I, I read some of those as well, too, because I think a lot of times we preach about sexual gratification, but then it's, you get locked up if you naked outside. So I, <laughs> I, I I collect those books as well. So I'm an all the way around reader, but I, I do the sci-fi, the romance, the self-how-to motivationals, and then the erotica. Okay, well, and I can see where one of your male characters has has that sort of, you can see where there's the influence of erotica on one of the male characters in the book as well. So I, I get that. And it leads me to my next question. You mentioned earlier, like just sort of things that make you happy. So my question is, is that what type of things make you happy and how did you infuse those into your characters? Because it feels like some of that was infused into your characters as well. Uh, what makes me happy? Uh, dance makes me happy because I feel like if you use your body to express how you feel, it is the most gratifying thing in the world. I don't care if you write. I don't care if you dance. I don't care if you cook. All of these things you do with your body is beautiful. So I love dancing. Um, I love traveling. That makes me happy as well. I like seeing different places. I like seeing different cultures. I like appreciating different cultures. I love uh, tasting different foods. Um, you know, I'm, I'm half Jewish, um, but I have come, you know, since I've moved back to, you know, my first home, um, I love Mediterranean, Eastern European food. So 
I will try something from a different country any day. Eastern European food all day long. Like that's my cheat day food. So I love traveling and eating different things. Um, Also, I like, you know, being able to connect with people. I like going out and meeting new people, networking with people. Um, That makes me happy because I want to see what everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? You learn from other people. You learn from what they do. You know, you master your craft by learning from somebody else, regardless if it's imitation or if it's actual, you know, you're getting your certification because, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. So I believe in networking and going out, meeting different people and, and seeing, you know, okay, you, you, you do the same thing I do. So how do you do it? And how can I get better? You know what I'm saying? So those are the things that make me happy. And also self-care. Self-care and rest is my, is the number one thing for me. Um, that makes me the most happy of all because if you don't take care of yourself, somebody else is going to take care of you, but it may not be how you want it. And number two, if you don't take care of yourself, your body will tell you. Or if you do take care of yourself, your body will thank you. So I'm always into self-care, going to the spa. I want to get a facial this year, but I'm so nervous because I just got hit with eczema. I've had eczema all my life, and it just decided to, at 34 years old, to come full-blown. So I'm, you know, I want to get that facial. You know, I'll go get a massage or get my nails done, you know, my hair done. You know, I love going to, you know, tasting, sipping paint. You know, stuff that makes me happy, stuff that, you know, I like to do and that makes me smile. So self-care is another thing that makes me happy as well. Awesome. Now, now I actually have a question about the facial thing. So, well, uh, I've, I've never had a facial, so oh, I don't actually you, know you, what the process wow. is. So, so, so tell me what, 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 what exactly, I know what eczema is and I understand that your skin is sensitive, but what, what would facials kind of have to relate with? Uh, eczema. I'm not really sure about that though. Um, so facials do a number of things depending upon the concern of your skin. So sometimes facials are to exfoliate. Sometimes you use facials to get off dead skin, which is the exfoliation. Kind of redundant. Um, sometimes uh, it's to give your skin a rejuvenation because sometimes, you know, you go through a lot of environmental stress. So the facial kind of takes that stress off of your skin so that way your skin can rebuild because your skin is an organ. So sometimes you have to rebuild that organ because it's been beat up. You know, you've been in hot desert or the cold ice or you didn't put on sunscreen like you were supposed to so facials are there to rejuvenate the skin and to make it look you know look like skin instead of sandpaper um also facials are there to you know help cleanse and detox because a lot of times what you put in your body it comes through where comes through your skin so facials are there to actually help you know correct those things that we do to our bodies that may be harmful Oh, okay. Well, I, I learned something new, and I oh, appreciate you're welcome. That. So, uh, <laughs> so, the, uh, so uh, as a point, sort of back on the book is you mentioned this earlier. The way this first book ended, just whoa, right? Uh, so, my my question is: You said it's a series. When is the <laughs> next book coming out? Well, it was supposed to come out this summer, but I had a re- I had a very interesting short lived relationship earlier this semester or this year that prolonged the second book so next week I am going to be actually putting down the finishing touches to this second book and it should be out hopefully by Halloween or at least by All Saints Day which is November 1st okay so the end of October or even though it's 
with it being sci-fi, Halloween is a perfect date. So I, I like the marketing. Of yes. It. The first book originally was supposed to be for Halloween, but I was at summer camp because, you know, I'm a teacher. So I had to put it out in the digital form uh, last summer. And then I put it out in paperback form in August because I had to change the layout. So this time what I'm going to do is I'm still going to do the digital form for those like love downloading things. But I'm also going to make sure that the book is small because um, some of my students actually bought the book and they were like, it looks like a magazine. And I was like, well, the reason why I did it big is because of the fact a lot of my family are vision impaired and they couldn't read small print. So I had to make it larger enough so that way it would look like a magazine, but it would also read as a book. So I'm going to reformat this second book so that way it it is a book, but then it won't look misleading for some people. So hopefully by the end of October, the second book will come out. And I'm trying to do it around Halloween because Halloween is that holiday that promotes suspense and, you know, like you never know what's going to happen. That's awesome. So with this with the series, do you have like a schedule where are you looking at like Halloweens for every year for the books? Is that what you're looking for to complete the series? Um, well, this one will be Halloween because the second title uh, promotes death. Um, but each novel after the second one is going to promote life and growth. So depending upon the season in which I feel, since I'm the author, promotes time and growth is when the book will drop. So because this book promotes death and revenge and like, oh, we coming from the last episode where you don't know who got shot or killed. So I wanted to create more of a suspense when this drops. The next two will probably be, you know, something soft or somewhere where the when it drops, it's not in a time frame where you're thinking about it. Most likely Halloween, you always know when Halloween comes, but the next two will right. probably be more likely, you know, they might come quicker than this one. But this one I had to wait out just because of what I was going through personally and also because I wanted to make it more, um, you know, in your face. And that's what you're going to get with the second one is in your face. And what's the title of the second book? The second book? book is called Wither. Wither, okay. All of the titles of the book and, and, reflect flowers or the growth pattern of a plant. And, and why, why, would you, why did you choose that? Again, it kind of goes back to the science. Um... My middle name is Rose, of course. Um, it's one of my favorite flowers. And my grandmother, if you notice on the front cover of the first book, it's an orchid. But if you look at an abstract, it looks like a female's reproductive system. It does. Uh -huh. And I wanted it to look like that because life comes from the flower or the reproductive system of a woman, which is why most of the plants that we know of, the body, the body parts of a plant are named after the gender of a woman except for certain flowers or certain plants so I wanted to uh, do the plants because I love flowers flowers um, scientifically are known to brighten up your day I don't care if, you, if somebody died I don't care if you love somebody you give flowers to say I appreciate what you do who you are and when flowers die you know some people save preserve the flowers sometimes you get fake flowers Flowers give you life or they can show you, you know, change. And I wanted to keep that cycle of growth because as with friends, that's what happens in a life cycle of friends. Sometimes you gain friends. Sometimes you lose friends. Sometimes you have to rebuild with your friends. And that happens also with plants. You know, if you water a plant, it'll grow. If you don't water a plant, it dies. If you get new plants, you have to, you know, ferment the soil and make sure it, the, the environment is, is appropriate for the plants. 
So I wanted to keep the natural and the nature cycle within these, these books because that happens with friendships all the time. You can grow apart or you can grow with the person or people. And I wanted to keep that, you know, within the series. Okay. And it, it, knowing the first book, it totally goes with the concept you had for why you explained the title. Um, what's your favorite flower? My favorite flower, I mean, of course, is a rose because, you know, come on, that's my middle name. Uh, but um, it's an orchid or, or iris, orchid or iris in that, in that, um, in that family. Um, orchids and irises are very rare. They're very beautiful. And they, 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 um, they can stand very tropical environments or very deadly environments. Um, roses are my favorite flower as well. But, you know, roses have thorns attached to them because those are you know, um, the, the, it, the thorns protect from, you know, predators. So roses are very delicate, however. So favorite flowers, they would have to be those three. Roses, orchids, and irises. And irises and orchids come and roses come in different colors, too. And they all have different, like, symbols, symbolic meanings. Um, the orchid, I wanted to keep through the, the book because my grandmother's favorite flower was an orchid. And before she passed away, every year for Easter or Mother's Day, we would give her a cassage for orchids as, or, as an orchid. We either give a pink orchid or a purple orchid. And so if you notice on the first cover of the book, the first book, it is very aubergine, purple, gold, all those um, to reflect, you know, you know, my grandmother and her love for that flower. And um, roses have always been my favorite flower because roses, you know, they, that's like a quintessential I love you or, you know, meaning of appreciation so those are my favorite flowers but that's the meaning behind those flowers as well that's that's awesome i i I love the fact that we were able to cover like who you were or are as a person and sort of your motivation uh for writing the book and so uh uh last two questions here um where can people go get the book and what methods are you using for advertising the book? Okay, so um, Amazon, to, for the first book, is going to be where people can pick it up. Um, it is in digital format, which means you can download it onto your Kindle um, for $2.99. Um, or if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is free for your download. Um, it is also on paperback on Amazon right now, the first book. And um, I think it should be $10, but sometimes during certain periods of the year, or certain holidays, I will either drop or either add to the discount of the book. So sometimes like this year, I did like a birthday discount where I did this year $2.85 off of the cover, which is my birthday year. So I'll do something like that. But the book paperback usually goes between $10 to $15. Um, the second book uh, should be through Amazon as well. Um, however, um, you can find out on social media as well, because I will be promoting it a lot on there. Um, both Facebook and Instagram, which I do have, um, to get the second book and the first book. Um, and I will be promoting that a lot this fall. Um, so that way you can kind of follow along as to when you can pick up the book and when it will drop. So those social media platforms and also the types of um, formatting is basically on Amazon right now. Okay, well, that's awesome. And so my next question is, is, if, if you want people to, to, to learn more about the book or maybe if you just want them to contact you, uh, where can they find you specifically? I know you said you had social media, but 
you know, obviously there's levels of privacy that you have there. So but where could someone find you? Um, I am, of course, I'm a teacher full time, but um, I, I do reside in the, in the D.C., Maryland um, area. So um, if you're in Maryland by chance or in the D.C. area, I do love going to Bus Boys and Poets um, in D.C. a lot, as well as in Maryland. And also um, I do teach, but. For right now, the social media aspect is the is the best way. Um, people can give me a direct message, and also my email is the best way to catch me um, as much as possible because I do respond to all my emails. And, and what's your email? Uh, my email is four page letter zero seven at gmail. So it is spelled out for f o u r p a g e l e t t e r zero seven at gmail. And that's where you can contact me if you would like to talk or you would like to figure out more about the book and how to get in, in, in contact with me and where I'm at. So is email better or did you want to also give me social media? I would media love to or... get my social media because my social media, oh, okay. I blast on that. When my book comes, you'll see it like almost every 20 seconds. Um, my social media, okay. um, I am on uh, Facebook. Uh, right now, I do not have a author page just because it was very, I don't know what's going on, on Facebook. You know, this privacy stuff is just crazy. So my um, Facebook is Olisa McKenzie. You will be able to find blurbs about it on my story and my feed. And then on the other platform is Instagram. My, um, I guess my handle, I guess. They can call it a, call it that uh, Instagram handle. My Instagram yeah handle yeah, at, at name. name. Yeah. I was about to say at name. My Instagram hand handle is lover come back. Lover l o v e r underscore come c o m e underscore back b a c k. Oh, Doris Day, rest in peace. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, we we I, I I've enjoyed the conversation. I look I'm looking forward to having the next for the next book. But uh, so today we have Bloom by Rosalina. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. And <laughs> and uh, Olisa, I want to thank you so much for uh, for the conversation. And I, I look forward to the, the future conversation. And with that, have a fantastic. Oh, oh, before before. Is there anything you want to leave? Because I love to have my people have the final word. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I want to leave the listeners with um, one of my favorite Bible verses. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm a very religious person. You know, God knows my heart. But my favorite Bible verse is 1 John 15, 17. Or it might be 15, 17, 18. If ye hate the world, ye should know that it hated me before it hated you. So for this trying times that we have, please make sure that you check on people. Please make sure that you, you know, follow your loved ones because time is short. You know, it's crazy out here in these streets and you need to make sure that, you know, time is short. And please make sure you tell somebody, even if you hate them, that you love them. 